The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a What the Hell Did He Just Say? edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. All right, I'm coming out with three unpopular opinions for Alabama spring practice 2023. I've got three opinions that I feel strongly about. Oh, there's going to be some unpopular responses. So let's jump in. This will be fun. Now, you got to work with me here, right? Because there's a headline, and I'm going to defend my headline. Don't get mad at the headline and not listen to the defense of the headline. That's no fun. Listen to the defense. Listen to the thought process. You can still disagree. That's fun. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a drink at a day and converse it out. Let's parlay. But uh, in the meantime, here's what I got. Three unpopular opinions. Number one, Alabama. This is not as unpopular, but it's unconventional in the schematic of Alabama. And so fans will buck against this. Alabama will play more young players ahead of veteran players than probably at any time since 2008. Um, Ty Simpson, I think, is going to beat out Jalen Maroon. Jim Miller and Justice Hayes, I think, are going to play ahead of or batch ahead of uh, Jason McMillan and Roy Dale Williams. Elijah Pritchett and Caden Proctor, I think, are going to start ahead of, well, a bunch of dudes that already left and um, a bunch of dudes that are still around. Uh, Earl Little and Des Ricks, I think, are going to compete to and potentially start ahead of Terry and Arnold at the corner position. Caleb Downs, I think, starts ahead of Malachi Moore at the star. And James Smith, defensive lineman, true freshman, starts ahead uh, of several what I would call stagnant defensive line players. Now, I've broke down, I've broken down nearly every one of these uh, positions. And so go back and listen 
to those individual groups. But when you bundle, when you scoop it all together, it's not a freshman here or a young guy there. It is a plethora. Uh, when I'm putting together my notes for all of these shows, I just the, it resonates with me. I've got young guys all over the place. And I think that's very unconventional. Nick Saban doesn't do that. He always defers to the upperclassmen. The, the order, uh, their duration on the roster is almost the default sequence that they play. There's always exceptions. There are always exceptions. But that's the platform. That's the basis. I think coming out of spring, nope, it's going to be widely different. And I think we're going to see coming out of spring, heading into fall, a lot of these youngsters beating out, competing with, in the rotation with, and in some cases beating out their elders uh, at the position. All right. Unpopular opinion number two. Ooh. In 2023, Alabama's defense will be better without Will Anderson. Ooh. Wow. All right. That crinkled some toes. Um, I love Will Anderson so much. Go back and listen to how I have raved over him the last two years. So don't hear me say I don't like Will Anderson. I'm saying the defense as a whole will be better in 23 than it was in 22. Oh, that's a much less offensive way of saying the same thing, right? I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit, get some, get some reaction, make people pause and think this through. I'm not mad at a player. I'm saying the system is going to be better. And I've talked about this uh, at individual positions. I've not just put this this fine of a po- point on it, and I've not tried to poke you in the ribs with it. But today I'm poking you in the ribs with this. Never has Alabama pulled the nickel and the dime from the DL. Alabama has played one, four, six schemes. Not every time we went to a nickel or dime. Not every time, but it happened. It happened a significant amount of time. In fact, the default was to take the nickel from the line. So two, four, five was highly common. That may have been actually the base in 22, when normally it would be a three, three, five. Three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs. We went to two, two big bodies up front. Four linebackers, two walking up, so it looked like a four. It looked like a four-two, but it was a two-four, and then five in the back. And then we would pull. Alabama would pull the the dime, sometimes from the DL, and so it would be a one-four. It would look like a three-three. It would look like a three-two because the two walk-up defensive ends or walk-up outside linebackers. But it'd be one big body. It would be one three-hundred pounder. And so that's no good. Remember, we talked about uh, another episode, uh, Nico Johnson. Uh, remember Nico Johnson. I'm not mad at Nico Johnson, but he was a starting middle linebacker, and there were weeks he didn't play uh, or played very, very little because he was a starting middle linebacker. But we took uh, – because Alabama-based, a coach would say he starts – he's a starter in regular. But we would never play regular. And so you'd be starter in regular all day long. If you don't play regular, you don't play. And – that was often the case with Nico Johnson. Now, again, I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying, Alabama. He was the middle linebacker, and when Alabama went to a went to the nickel, they pulled from the middle linebacker spot, and so Nico would sit. So a DB could uh, a DB would come in. That's just real. That just happened. We have 
podcast from years ago where we did talk about that. A lot of, a lot of time talked about that. Uh, spent talking about that. So that is the historical sort of approach to populating the nickels and dimes. But again, this last year, uh, Alabama would pull it from the DL, sometimes both of them from the DL. And if you're already starting with three DLs and you're taking one, you're taking two, you start running out of DLs. Meanwhile, you're still playing four linebackers. That is weird. That's odd. It's, you could argue, something that you almost never see. Certainly, certainly not from an Alabama defense. It, it accentuates, it amplifies, it turns up the volume on a disadvantage that the dime already provides. You've got 60 Bs. You can run against 60 Bs. You can run twice as far against 60 Bs when there's only one defensive lineman on the field. I think it's a, it was an attempt to get too cute. We want speed, and we want speed everywhere. We want speed at every position. And so how do we maximize speed? We well, take on defensive linemen. But then you don't have the physicality to stop the run. And we did see, we did see teams uh, drive the ball against Alabama in those games. Here's the trick, right? When you look at the players and you name the players, you list them out. Who wants to take out Dallas Turner and Will Anderson? Phenomenal players. Who wants to take them out of the game? No one wants to take them out of the game, especially to put on a burly uh, 300-pound lineman that's not nearly as, as capable of getting after the quarterback. Why would you, you? On paper, you would never do that. But you don't play the games on paper. You play the games on the field, and it is a game of physicality. And if you can't match physicality, just the smack-in-the-mouth physicality, then you're going to get beat. You have the opportunity to get beat. And Alabama you know, struggled with that. Add to the fact that Will Anderson, wanting to get faster, an emphasis on speed, dropped 25 pounds going into 22. Now, uh, going into the 22 season, that's probably the most sort of direct, pointed at Will Anderson concern that I have. Everything else is just schematics. Will Anderson's just caught up in the schematic. And he's and, and in fact, it's a credit that he's so talented that they didn't want to take him off the field, that they took someone off, off the field, someone else off the field. So that's not me making him mad at Will. That's just the nature of it. Well, Will Anderson not going to be, well, whatever defense we play, we've got to have Will Anderson out there. No, that lens goes away. We've got to have the best personnel for what we're trying to achieve on this series, on this down, on this play. We don't have to build it around Will Anderson. That's not in the tackle, Will. That's just how the coaches approached it. That may be more golden than Will Anderson if we're being real candid uh, with ourselves about it. But when we say that the defense will be better without him than with him, or the defense will be better in 23 than 22, I think there's a reasonability uh, to that. Uh, I want to go back to Will dropping 25 pounds. Watch for him to gain 30, 35, 40 pounds going into his uh, debut NFL season. Uh, his body type will look incredibly different. You'll say, that's Will Anderson. He just looks different. Yeah, because he put on 30 pounds uh, to be able to play in the NFL that he took a lot of that off when he played at Alabama. When he played between his sophomore and junior year, he should have added 15 pounds, not taken away 25. That's that's a point. Then to be a defensive lineman or to be a linebacker stepping up into a defensive end, he would have had more of the body type uh, for that position. So again, an unpopular position because it sounds like I'm poking uh, Will Anderson in the ribs. I'm just focusing on Will Anderson to uh, poke some of the poke some of the fans in the ribs and and uh, think about that in a little the defense in a in a little bit different light. So 
Well, let's keep this rolling, right? And I'm going to tell you, if you still have a bitter pill, a uh, bitter taste in your mouth on that one, well, take a break and come back later because I got one for you here. Uh, Alabama offense will be better without Bryce Young. Ooh, I hear it. The masses are assembling. Pitchforks are being sharpened. Torches are being lit. How in the world can you say that the Alabama offense will not be as good without Bryce Young? Well, Bryce is a dynamic player. He is a brilliant player. He arguably is the, the all-time best quarterback at Alabama. We've talked about him being one of, which is clearly the case. Uh, he might be in top one, two, or three. I wouldn't argue with anyone putting him in any of those positions. Go back and listen to the last couple of years of podcasts. We had nothing but glowing things to say about Bryce Young. Okay? Brilliant player. We absolutely love him. I hate using Tennessee as an analogy, but T. Martin was not a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. Not a day in his life has T. Martin been a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning left Tennessee, the very next year, T. Martin took, took over the starting role, and they won a national title. The inflection between 97 and 98, I believe, is, is when that happened. Now, I think what happened is the Tennessee team sort of redesigned itself, re-engineered itself. And I think there's something similar that's going to happen in 23 with Alabama. Now, I'm not suggesting Alabama's going to win the title after not winning it. With, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's no way that T. Martin was a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. But that next year, Tennessee was a better team. And so that's the parallel that, that I'm drawing. And I think it goes back to the system, the infrastructure that is being rolled out or will be built up to replace Bryce will be better than the one that Bryce played with. I think Bryce was shouldered with so much responsibility. It's almost like the coaches would say, we don't know who's going to be open. Bryce will figure it out. We don't even know what play is going to be run. Bryce will figure it out. I think the coaching staff will have a tighter control over what's what's going on. Who's the who's the what's the progression on the receivers? Well, we don't know. Bryce will figure it out. Well, how do you coach that? How do you prepare for that? That's sandlot football. Um Bryce was good enough to win Sandlot football. Whoever wins the starting job this next year at Alabama will not be good enough to win Sandlot football. So the structure, the infrastructure by which the offense runs will be improved. And so the collective will be better under this next quarterback than it was under Bryce. Here's some examples, right? There will be a pecking order at wide receiver. Uh, the tight end will not be an afterthought. The physical, the offensive line will be more physical. There will not be any starting players that are starting as a favor. And I can point to a tackle and guard each of the last two seasons where I think that was true. The focus will be on the running game. It will be a platform based on the running game. Alabama offense got better last year when there was an infusion of the running game. I think this year the entire thing is going to be platformed from the running game. And so that's almost going to elevate by itself the offense. The scheme to create matchups 
knowing who will or should be open on any given play, not leaving it up to, up to Bryce to sort of figure it out. Uh, let's know who's going to be open or who we think is going to be open, the probability of who's going to be open based on schematic matchups, as opposed to, I don't know, let's run the play and see who gets open and see if Bryce can get him the ball. It felt like there was a lot of hero ball that uh, Alabama played last year, last year, just reliance on Bryce. Go back and watch some of the most magical plays that, that Bryce had. They were touchdowns, they were scores, and they were pulled out of deep inside his backside. I don't think the Alabama offense predicates itself in 23 the way that it did in 22. It's going to be an 11-man unit playing as a unit, which collectively will be better. The quarterback won't be as good. The the marginal score of the quarterback won't be as high as Bryce, but the average score of the unit, I think, will be – uh, will be higher. That's the players. That's the scheme. That's their level of preparation. That's play design uh, to beat an opponent one-on-one matchup level. That's that's where I land on the results. So yeah, I think uh, the Alabama offense in 2022, uh, 23 will be better than it was in 2023. I think the same thing about the defense and we've had all time talent. Bryce and will at those two positions. Alabama fans say we wasted their careers. Alabama fans will hate what I just said. Uh, so three unpopular uh, unpopular opinions. Share with me your reaction. Do you think I'm an idiot? That's fine. Do you agree? Do you have unpopular opinions of your own? Uh, share those. Alabama football podcast at gmail.com. If you're coming to A Day and you want to sit down and have sort of discussion around these or other topics, man, let's meet up and do that. I love the interaction. So join us, uh, Alabama Football Podcast. Uh, let us know you're coming. Uh, we'll hook up. We've got the podcast travel squad, and uh, we'd love to meet more of the listeners, more of the fans. And uh, hey, you don't have to agree, right? You don't have to. That's fine. I will sort of tongue in cheek say if you're not hoping that I'm right, then what are you going to do this fall? Because you're probably not going to have a good time watching Alabama football. And uh, I have high expectations. There's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some stub toes, but I have super high expectations for this team over the next uh, span of time. And I'm going to watch the games every play and be super excited about watching some of these things develop that we're predicting here. And so that means some of these predictions are a little bit uh, controversial. This is going to draw the ire of some of the listeners. And uh, hey, I'm here for that conversation because that's how we learn. And um, hey, maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, drop me an opinion. Let's have a good conversation around it, and uh, we'll go from there. Hey, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. We so enjoy and appreciate uh, you taking the spring tour with us. I might get one or two more episodes, but uh, I've done a lot of sort of batch recording. We're going to release those over the next couple of weeks, and uh, I'm super excited to engage with the fans, engage with you all, the listeners, as uh, as we progress into spring and, of course, hopeful that we'll get to meet up with a bunch of you uh, at different times uh, over the course of this next season, uh, or certainly day-to-day if people are able to come to Tuscaloosa. So with that, another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. We'll repeat that again because it's true. And, hey, roll tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, 
and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide.